1: You can listen to Steven Gore. It's a kick-ass digital broadcast. Where we've got Dick jokes galore. Make love and be merry. For tomorrow you may catch some disgusting disease. (laughs)
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 100 and, uh, looks like 85 of the Bone Bad Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. What the actual fuck, man? We can't start the this show the same way we always do because everything's different now.
2: Everything, everything is different. Cell phone isn't working the way it's supposed to. The, the, the internet is not working the way it's supposed to. Skype trying to cockblock us. (laughs) Really frustrating. It's awesome. I mean, you guys, you listeners out there would love this. You listen to Steve and I slowly losing our shit because Steve can hear me just fine. And I can hear Steve, like, not at all. Like, he's a mile away yelling at me. And what he's yelling is, fix your fucking shit, Gordon! But, like, everything else is super loud. So every time I get any kind of a notification, it blows chunks of ear and brain all over the wall,
0: and it's Can't not like you've you. got all that much brain post. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Not migraine.
2: <laughs> that joke kind of no, backfired on maybe you. Didn't maybe it? I'm the one who's
0: got a uh, concussion. Post concussion yeah, brain.
2: So.
0: you don't you've have got a lot to My proxy. Yeah, something like that. Shit.
2: God damn. So yeah, that's us, woohoo, burn bat episode Corona. I was gonna start the show with this ridiculous story too about a toilet seat that had nothing to do with things not working right. And I'm still gonna tell it. I'm just gonna pretend like everything's normal. So I now live in a house with a bunch of other people because they can't go to school. They have to work from home, you know how it goes. And I went into the master bathroom because I'm a rich man who has a master bathroom. There's only one other person who uses this bathroom, and she's a far tidier person than I am, but the toilet seat down, and something terrible has happened to the toilet seat. I can't figure out what I'm looking at. It's like, it's just, it's a wet mess all over the toilet seat, and I'm like, did what? I don't understand how did my wife, like, hover, and then something, and I, I finally notice that amidst all this wet stuff all over the toilet seat looks like basically dirty water that's because it is there's a cat footprint in it and then I look around and I realize what I'm looking at is one of the cats must have tried to drink out of the toilet and then fallen in which made a god awful (laughs) wet mess all over the place my fucking cats I don't know I don't know
0: and it's a lot harder to get them to clean up the bathroom than say your teenage boys. <laughs> you know, you can I suppose so. The extra work is not necessarily a teenage boys go to, but they can be cajoled into it. But whereas cats, it's a useless endeavor.
2: Completely useless. Yeah. They're, first of all, they're traumatized. Second of all, they don't listen. You're That's trying to funny. get a traumatized victim.
0: Because uh, I was Do going something. to this morning. I was going to get in the shower. And the cat was in there drinking water because Julie had taken a shower previously. And so the cat is lapping up the water that is sitting there, you know, on the little soap ledge. And I I had to let the cat know that, uh, you know, things are about to get real for you. You'd you'd better move out of the shower, kitty.
2: All right, tell me honestly, did you overcome the temptation or did you just turn the shower on? Oh, I turned the
0: shower on. But we have shower (laughs) curtains. So the the cat had a... (laughs) It wasn't like a glass wall, right? It had had an avenue of egress, is what I'm saying.
2: That's good. I imagine the cat caught a clue, too. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, as you all know, things have kind of turned to shit. Uh, The world is caught in the throes of the coronavirus, novel coronavirus, because it's new. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so as a result... Uh, hitting close to our lives The Boneback Comedy of Horrors Film Festival That we've been planning for For the last six months uh, Is now Basically on hiatus I don't know uh, SIF Postponed? Postponed would make you think There's a date though And so Postponed to an in- undetermined date Yeah, something like that Because it's not canceled It's not I mean, canceled It's definitely not canceled It's going to happen As it. soon as things can happen again but, uh yeah, CIF, uh Cinema Uptown, they closed all three of their theaters and furloughed all their employees. And I got an email today that basically said, yeah, we're not even having your event. As far as it's concerned, nothing is on the calendar. And get in touch with us when you hear we're open again, and we'll move forward from there. So, that's really nonspecific. The good yeah. news is... We printed up your t-shirts. We printed up your hoodies. We made socks for you, which have, yeah, they're on their way. So all that is a thing that exists in the world. Uh, Same thing with the lineup of films. I'm currently, we have made our decisions on the first cut, uh, I think, of what this, this festival could be. We've got our two features, but, uh, I'm hesitant to announce anything because we don't know when it's going to be and we don't know what's going to happen. If the event is postponed till late in the year, we probably lose both of our features because they're going to premiere out in the world in movie theaters or video on demand sometime during the summer, probably. So, you know, we would lose those. If we can't find other features, we might fill in with more shorts so that's why we we sort of don't know what to do as far as our announcement of official selections.
2: We don't know whether to shit or go blind, as my dad would say.
0: <laughs> so why not do both? Anyway, <laughs> I
2: prefer to only do the one of them.
0: Anyway, so that's where we're at. The festival is going to happen in 2020, sometime, somewhere. We can't say either of those things yet. When or where it's going to be? It's going to and it's going to show some stuff. And that's you know if Gordon and I don't die of coronavirus, because if that Here's happens, that. then everything I said right now is a lie.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> let's not die of coronavirus.
0: Yeah, i well. You know, or what? If anything
2: else between now and this. I'm
0: sheltering yeah. in place, Gordon. Okay, good. I'm, I'm not really leaving. In
2: place for the most
0: part, yeah, I'm not really uh, leaving. I'm staying home. I'm working from home. Occasionally, go to the store. Uh, stay six feet from people, Purell the shit out of myself the whole time.
2: Okay, that might cause problems.
0: Yeah, it's kind of nasty when it looks like a gelatinous cube sliding down the shopping aisles with a big Steve <laughs> in the middle of it.
2: That sounds awesome. It sounds like one of those Jello salads from the
0: 50s. <laughs> oh, right. I made a Steve. I'm removing okay. really slow, and occasionally my hand will slowly push out and grab, like, a, a bottle of salad dressing or something.
1: Yeah,
2: I uh, I went out today to, to get some things from the store, and it stressed me out. I felt, like, really stressed out.
0: What, was, what was stressful about
2: it? It was non-specific. I guess it's the idea that every time I'm out in a place where there's a bunch of people that have been moving around, I'm moving through their air... I could be carrying you know what honestly? I worry that I'm carrying the virus back and it's gonna infect my wife. That is my fear. Which and it's not like she has health problems or anything, but it's yeah, like that's
0: that's, that's the thing that I
2: freak out about the most. Sure. Also, I don't want to get something where I have to cough a bunch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can I can understand that.
2: Yeah. And I realized that the odds are I'm gonna get this thing. The odds are that I'm gonna live through the thing and be alright. But still. Ah. Yeah. Ah, I tell you. Well. It's fucking freaking me out. Anyone who says they're not freaked out is a stone cold psychopath and or a liar.
0: It was, and it's weird how things are different everywhere you go. Like there, like what is the, the current state of play in California is you're not supposed to leave your house. In Washington...
2: order, yeah.
0: Yeah, in Washington, it's slightly looser. You're supposed to work from home if you can. You can't have any events of any sort of more than 10 people. You really shouldn't be around other people that aren't your family. But you can still, you know, restaurants are open and you can get takeout and support, you know, some of your favorite businesses that way.
2: Restaurants are open for takeout here. Yeah. The ones that haven't closed. But because, you're really you not know,
0: supposed to economy. go out other than to get shit and go back home.
2: Yeah. And they want to discourage that as much as they can. Yeah, yeah it sucks. But, um, some, you know, thank God my wife works in an industry that's considered vital. Uh, so <laughs> she's not that's being funny. furloughed.
0: And my uh, wife works in another industry that is also considered vital <laughs> right now. Although <laughs> they're... V- vastly different things. You've got the medical field, and you've got liquor. Right. <laughs> and both are highly essential to those who are quarantining at home. Ah, indeed. So, anyway, uh festival's going to happen. Stay tuned. We'll let you know as soon as we know anything. In the meantime, we're going to ride the storm out uh, and uh play some bitchin' music for you. So... Right before all this madness happened, I was able to uh, go out and see my friend Sorsha play their CD release show for their brand new uh, debut CD. Uh, Sorsha, that's S-O-R-C-I-A. The CD was produced by the one and only Tad Doyle of Tad fame, who we've featured here on the show before. And uh, I'm really digging their stuff. This is just top quality Northwest stoner metal. And I think you guys are going to dig it, too. Uh, The song that we opened the show with was called In the Head. I hope you dug it. And uh, there's going to be a lot more of that where that came from. Plus, I did an interview with them the other night at the uh, CD release show. So we're going to have their thoughts on their new CD as well uh, pretty quickly.
2: Right on. And uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing this podcast because one of the things that wasn't working for us today is fucking Dropbox, or at least my ability to use it so that's the way steve usually goes hey listen to this music for the show <laughs> nah i didn't know that i had the music there so i didn't listen to it sorry sorcia
0: <laughs> they never liked you anyway
2: yeah i don't blame
0: them <laughs> they're, n- they're not a fan <laughs>
2: not not a big fan of gordon especially now <laughs> i mean i could lie to you i could lie to you the listener and go Oh, yeah, this is I'm not going to do that. Not, not today. we got enough lies. It shows all about truth.
0: <laughs> so speaking of truth, uh, th- this may be just low-hanging fruit to do right now, but uh, Gord, what pisses you Deep? off? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I was actually going to do probably what you're thinking of in uh, Gord's Weird Shit. But so let me tell you, <laughs> you know what's pissing me off right now?
0: What's that, Gordon? A
2: week ago, a week ago, my older kid's college says, Hey, we're uh, we're taking a week off, then we're going to do spring break, and then again, you're going to come back to school. So, taking a week off, come, uh, you know, collect your kid or, or get out, whatever. So, we go, drive down, pick up the kid. Not a week later, school goes, Okay, just kidding, April Fool's. We're totally freaking closed. Come and get your shit by Monday. And that could have been one trip. So once again, tomorrow, hopping in the car, driving back down to the college for the weekly trip. We'll pack up this shit and drive it back home again. That the way that they're doing off. this,
0: yeah, the way they're doing this sounds dumb as hell to me. So they're going to force everybody to, like, rush down there and get their stuff and obviously come into contact with each other. As they load out, yeah. sweating and breathing and all that good stuff in the halls of the dormitories. I don't understand the thinking, because what was going to happen if you don't... I mean, the stuff's just going to sit there?
2: I guess, yeah. It, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what's the I don't urgency know they have a plan. to get
0: it out this weekend, to get it out by Monday? What is the urgency?
2: Uh, I think that they want to just get c- close up the buildings and not have to have any staff or responsibility or just... Just close it down and simplify the management of the campus as much as possible.
0: But that's, that's the what state I of think. California says you're not supposed to leave your fucking house. So yeah, that, no, that, that specifically that's thinker, is countermanded by what the college is asking you to do.
2: Mm, yeah. And you know what? It's a state school, it's the, <laughs> it's the government of California.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing is a part and parcel of local government, wouldn't you think?
2: I think so. In this case, the two hands are like thumb wrestling each other.
0: <laughs> right, something like that. Jesus.
2: Yeah, but in the meantime, we you know we got to get the get the shit. So we're just collateral damage.
0: Ugh. Yeah. Sorry, so
2: man. Uh, yeah, that's that's pissing me off. And the other thing, you know, you know, minor, minor, irritating thing, but I keep running into this. How to make a password for some app or service or some crap on the internet. Tell me what the rules are for the password you want before. Don't make me do it wrong and then give me an error code and say, oh, no, you were supposed to have a password that was 16 characters long with a capital and a lowercase and no consecutive numbers or letters. Just just tell me. Tell me up front what you expect from me with this password shit. Because, you know, my password always starts the same. It's, you know, capital S, Steve sucks. And then if I need a number, it's like, Steve sucks. One, two, three, four. It, I don't know. I don't know how far I have to type. Bad design. I want to know what's expected of me.
0: Yeah, that's that. they should they should let you know up front on that. I agree.
2: Jeez. Oh, anyway. So, Steve, what's pissing you off? You know, uh, you maybe know, besides the plague.
0: There are a lot more important things in the world right now, but, like, you and I do the film festival preparation in fundamentally different ways. You are watching, you are literally watching films from like September on and you watch them all the whole time. You're always watching stuff. So you get to the end and you're ready to make a decision. I'm usually Mm -hmm. focusing on like a million other things and I don't really buckle down hard and start to watch until like 30 days before the deadline that we're going to announce. So in this last two weeks, I was busting my ass to watch all of these shorts. And then the quarantine happens. And it's just like, well, fuck. <laughs> I did all of that watching of films. And I didn't really have to because now the whole thing's on hold. I would have had two more weeks at home to watch the rest of these films had I known.
2: You could have procrastinated uh, another, like, six uh, weeks easy.
0: I wouldn't have procrastinated, but I could have, like... The- not been watching 12-hour days of watching films. Good God. So, yeah, that really pisses me off. Sometimes life yeah. just kicks you in the nuts.
2: It does. So that's what pisses us off, Steve. That's,
0: that's what that, pisses how us, us listen off.
2: listen to another tune that I haven't heard yet?
0: Yeah, hey, uh, what source of tune do you want to listen to, Gord? Oh, you know what I really like? Track number four. No, no, Three. All right, this is Coffin' Nails. We are back, and joining us now on the show here at Pete's Incarnation uh, in honor of their CD release for their debut album, Motherfucking Sorcha. How you guys doing tonight? Good, man.
3: Motherfucking
0: Sorcha. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Bone Bad Show.
3: For, Thank you. For to see you.
0: Absolutely. So. Uh, I've known you guys for a while, but uh, maybe our listeners don't know you quite as well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how the band came together. Now, Jessica and Neil, you guys were in different bands originally, right? Yep, we were uh, both playing in
3: different bands when we were a bit younger, and our bands played shows together, and then um, those projects broke up, and then uh, Neil started a new project, and they needed a bass player, so I asked if he needed a different Wanted me to, to play bass. That was uh, an old project
4: called Tranquilize.
3: Yeah. and then, around 2005. Yeah, it was about 2000, yeah, 2005. And then that lasted for a couple of years. We did a couple demos, and then that broke up. And Neil and I went and did other projects, and then several years down the road, we got back together and started writing music again, and started the beginnings of
0: Sorcha. It was pretty cool how you guys kind of refound each other. I thought.
3: Yeah, I found, found each other on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so weird.
0: super <laughs> yeah, weird. Which a- is where you find all the best hookups. I mean,
3: <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Absolutely.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies on <of> the night. <laughs> so, how did you guys hook up with Bryson? Uh, so, um, my band that I was in at the time broke up. And Jessica just kind of, like, Shortly after we broke up, she swooped in and just asked.
0: Um, so you know his stuff. You like it?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, Bryson and I shared the stage before, and, and different, you know, elements. That I was, he was in a band called Human Ladder, and I was doing acoustic stuff at the time. And but I'd also known Bry, uh, Bryson from you know living out in the valley. So um, Neil and I had been struggling finding a drummer, and so when I found out uh, Bryson's band broke up, yeah, just like what he said, I swooped in real quick and <laughs> grabbed
4: himself. Like, before we were doing uh, the band I was in was kind of more of like a blues rock type <laughs> stuff. Uh, and then she asked if I like heavier stuff like Sludge and Doom. And that's like where my heart is to be honest. Uh, so, I she sent me over some demos and I practiced with them and auditioned and here I am.
0: Here I be. So you guys started writing some music and uh
4: eventually came to meld the awesome piece of metal that we're here tonight to celebrate. How did you guys end up working with Tad Doyle?
3: Um,
4: no. She just asked. She asked you? No, she did <laughs> well,
3: I just asked him. I, I found out. Uh, there was, I had a couple of friends who uh, I found out I had recorded with him. And so I asked them what their experience was like, and they said it was great. And um, I would originally asked Jack and Dino, but he was a little bit... a little bit pricey for us understandably so and so but then he asked Jack you know and said well if you don't have me record it you should let me master it To that point we'd already talked to Tad and agreed that you know we wanted to work with him and you know Tad when I asked him he just said yeah I'd love to love to do your little project you know so (laughs) and he you know my previous man had played a couple different shows with his previous man so I kind of knew him but not that well Uh Um, but I did know him and I felt comfortable enough to, you know, reach out to him and ended up working out really well. he, he really understood what the sound we were going for and the heaviness. And it was definitely a definitely a good fit for sure. Very nice. Well, I got
0: to say, I really dig the stuff. The music is so great that you guys are putting out and uh, I'm
4: glad to be here tonight, <laughs> even though it'll probably oh kill me. <laughs> if, I, if
0: I'm going to die of coronavirus, I'm glad it's because of you guys. Um, <laughs>
4: It was, a good run,
3: it, was, it was a good run, Steve. It was a good
4: run. with bang. Uh, and I mean I, I think I can speak for all of us. You know, we're really proud of of the album. A lot we've put a lot of work into it, playing a lot of shows, and it's been a lot of fun this entire journey. So tonight, even with coronavirus, we're gonna still we're gonna try to fucking rock the shit out of this building. And get the
0: coronavirus out of here.
4: Alright, so what is next for you now? You released the album, are you going to try to
0: do any big tours, or what's
4: next for Sorsha?
0: Uh,
4: another record, obviously, oh definitely. Uh, we got a good start on that already. Sounds awesome too, we're super excited about the new music. Uh, and then more opportunities definitely, we're hoping that it comes with the new record, or with this record actually. Um, you know, maybe a festival, that'd be really fun. Uh, we've met some really great bands along the way that you know kind of like-minded so you know you're better in numbers um so it's we're looking forward to definitely the future uh looking up don't worry about us <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds wish, familiar
3: I wish that song was written like 15 years ago so this <laughs> this album has really been a long time coming you know it really has we're really proud and excited to share it with everyone and, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome well Thank you again for joining us on the show. Uh, One last question. We always ask all of our guests here on the Bone Bass Show. Sorsha, what pisses you off? Oh, my God. There's so
4: many things. Um,
0: Man.
3: This virus is pissing me off Uh, right now.
4: I want to go a different way, though. I don't like it when people don't use their blinker. I really hate that shit. Use your fucking blinker.
3: I don't like it when... People don't say please when they ask them for a beer, it works. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, yeah, you got one. I
4: know. I've never been angry in my life.
3: <laughs>
4: that's true.
0: That's, 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 that's somewhat true, actually. All right, folks. Well, uh, why don't you introduce this next tune?
3: Uh, this one, we haven't been playing a lot yet. It's, uh, but now that the album's out, we can play whatever we want, I suppose. But this one's called Stone Believer. Um, you know
4: me, right? You know this one?
3: I know that song. <laughs> you know, this is definitely one of the later songs that we wrote. Yeah, I don't really know what to say. <laughs> it's a good tune. It's, you know, don't point you.
4: it's about uh, being stoned for what you believe in <laughs> and being stoned at the same time. It's a it's a double, what do they call that? Entendre? Oh. Entendre? <laughs> we got, got a here. He's to for the truth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, let's hang it up. Uh, <laughs> here you go, folks. This is Stone Believer by Sorsha. <gasps> Uh, once again, that was Sorsha with the tune Stoned Believer off their brand new CD. You can buy it right now off Bandcamp at sorsha.bandcamp.com. That's S-O-R-C-I-A. Thank you once again to Neil, Jessica, and Bryson for joining us on the show. So, Gord. So, Steve. Before we do any weird stuff... I posted on Facebook tonight. Hey, should we do a podcast? And uh, oh yeah, if so, ask us anything. So oh no shit, my wife Did wants. Did anyone to, ask anything? Yes, my wife, Julie wants to know. Are you ready? I'm ready. Question one is cereal soup.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean cereal in milk is soup. It's yeah, like sure. Cold why
0: not soup? But vichy so vichyssoise, so,
2: gazpacho. It's the it's the right? breakfast gazpacho. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the, the oh so night gazpacho is hot and morning gazpacho is cold. I didn't know that.
2: And the, yeah, now you learned something. No, I, I mean it's it's,
0: gazpacho was always cold.
2: Gazpacho is always cold. I was just trying to imply that it's a br- but you don't eat it for breakfast. This is a breakfast a cold breakfast soup. Okay. Yeah. Why? Did do you believe otherwise?
0: Uh, no. I, I don't really care.
2: I'm glad we're in agreement on this. <laughs> I don't
0: eat a lot of cereal. Or soup, if I can avoid it, frankly. I eat Yeah, pho. I don't really eat a lot of... I'll, eat, I'll eat pho anytime I can get it. But soup... Pho is the most frequent soup that I will eat. Okay, then. Not that anyone cares. Maverick no, or Goose? No, I didn't give a shit. Who do you prefer, Maverick or Goose?
2: Oh, <laughs> from From Tokyo. Well, I think, I think I prefer Maverick only because... He's uh, he's far better at dealing with the canopy.
0: <laughs> because he's still alive?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Goose is whole like head injury thing into the canopy. That, that's a little too close to home.
0: Okay. and I... Plus,
2: Tom Cruise is closer to my size.
0: Question three. How many rolls of toilet paper does a hoarder make?
2: I, I, a hoarder doesn't make toilet paper. They hoard it.
0: I think that that's interesting wording, but what she meant is, how do you know when you're a hoarder?
2: At what point? Yeah, that's right. What's the line that you cross? I think so, if so you, you have you're, more, you're a like
0: four-person household.
2: Yeah. So, and prior to this whole thing, we had we went on a Costco trip and then we got like one of those big old things—a uh, toilet paper, a single, whatever that is—rack, pallet, flat. I guess so like flat.
0: sixteen to twenty-four rolls, probably.
2: I don't even know how many there. There's a bunch. That's so like more than my butt's going to deal with in a while. So we, we had that on hand just before everything happened. So I would say if you double that, if you have more than that, more than double that, you're, than, you're a hoarder. More
0: than two big packs of toilet paper, you're a hoarder.
2: Per family of four, yes. I what had do you say, What
0: I had a different philosophy about it. I mean, we had done the same thing, not Costco, but we had recently been shopping, so we had some toilet paper. And so what I've been doing is, anytime I go to a place that has toilet paper, because a lot of times places don't, I grab one pack, like just a regular okay. pack, your six to nine rolls. And so we probably, oh, okay. so we probably have like the remnants of the original big pack plus two additional six to nine roll packs, right? Now. So I think that's like two to three weeks supply probably. I don't think that's hoarding; other people might. I don't know.
1: The last time I, I, think- I was in
0: a the store, there was this grandpa guy and he had like six of those big ones like they're almost too big to put on the shelf they have them stacked on the floor and he had six of them piled as high as he could on the shopping cart and Julie and I had like this little discussion about like I'm like what a dick and she's like well you don't know maybe he's distributing it amongst the neighborhood
2: yeah it could be I mean we got people here that are shopping for each other already
0: maybe maybe so (laughs) I don't know I I still think he's He's probably, probably a dick he's probably a dick no, yeah. somebody posted the other day, like, during this climate, wouldn't the ultimate fuck you be to toilet paper somebody's house? <laughs> well, that
2: would be the ultimate, like, gift. Like, here's an entire real estate <laughs> listing for
0: you. because nah, then it rains and you've got wet toilet paper in your tree. Nobody's using that toilet paper. Oh, anymore. yeah,
2: you're right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: or, or best but- case scenario, it is dry and you roll it all back up, but it's got pine needles in it. That's not mm, exactly and the, the, the gift that keeps on giving, so.
2: No, nah, it's just like, it's like corn nuts for your ass. Yes,
0: yeah, like, I, I think doing that would be saying that, you know, I care for you so little that I'm going to waste a bunch of this hoarded item on you to make a point. You
2: may want this, but I, I regard it as nothing more than a way to insult you.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: Wow. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> wow.
0: So you got any Gordon weird stuff this week?
2: Uh, I mean everything's weird. Everything it's such a weird thing. I just just real quick. Once again, President of the United States of America. In a time of crisis, people are scared. People don't know what to do. Reporter. A reporter asks him, Do you have a message for Americans that are scared at this time? Some you know, what would you what would you want to tell Americans that are scared or worried? And the President responded by completely going off on how unfair the media is.
0: You're a, what, what, in the Jesus Christ You're a terrible reporter. Yeah. You should be ashamed <laughs> of yourself for asking that nasty question. What, what, how, why is he so thin-skinned? And that, that's
2: like not even a, that was a softball. That was like yeah. a, that was like an olive branch. Like, hey, Mr. President, here's your chance to go say, Something presidential and nice. Go go, go, shine. Yeah, for two weeks he's go. been
0: fielding, hey, why did you cut the pandemic response team? Like, that's a far more nasty question than what hey, Captain, message do, do you have, have, a have message for scared hope? America? <laughs> yeah, for scared Americans.
2: I guess the message is be scared. Be more scared. I don't know.
1: <laughs> be that, to me, afraid.
2: Super, super insane. Like, if that was happening in some other country, I would be mocking them. So I'm, I'm mocking us. That's some <laughs> weird-ass shit right there.
0: No kidding. Jeez.
2: I mean, the follow-up question should have been like, uh, this is from Mr. Uh, Vice President Pence, or better yet, no, for one of the doctors, like Fachi or someone like, uh, Dr. Fachi, based on what you've seen today, would you say that uh, anyone in this room is suffering from advanced dementia? <laughs> anyone... <laughs> like, who's asked question A but answers question C?
0: I don't know. Nobody nobody is going to say that because they'd get their ass summarily fired. Yeah, you can't, but it you might be worth it. You cross him, and you can't do anything that'd be utterly loyal. You can't criticize him, or you're not a member of the team.
2: Yeah, thank Christ the, the Again. medical guys up there just starting just a little bit. He's like, ah, and we bought... The, so much of this quinine we got all kind of, we bought all the quinine we bought so much FDA is like we bought no quinine
0: <laughs> we're gonna have a, a vaccine for this next week no we're not we're really not
2: by That's... next week we mean no
0: <laughs> 12 days 18 months
2: yeah but feel free to swallow tide pods or whatever the you know whatever the shit
0: yeah you, you heard on Twitter. Yeah, the, the, the best you can do at this point is uh, hope you, where you live, you've got a local government that is got their gunpowder dry. That's all you can say.
2: Yeah, and a good sewer system. Please, people, don't flush those wipes. Toilet paper, that's it. Those flushable wipes, not wipes. You think this is bad? Wait till you're sheltering at home without functional indoor plumbing <laughs> with actual human waste coming out of the pipes. That's what's going to happen. If y'all keep flushing things that aren't toilet paper. Jesus Christ.
0: Wow. Moving right along. What's next? <laughs> well, we can listen to a tune.
2: What do you let's do? listen to a tune. Why not? Let's, let's tune it. All
0: right. Another one from Sorsha. This is called Nowhere But Up.
4: Yeah, this is Bryce and
0: Marcy. It was in a and we're Sorsha. All right, once again, that was Nowhere But Up from Sorsha. You can pick that up at sorsha.bandcamp.com. Multimedia triage, Gord. Uh, what would you like to tell our f- listeners uh, about what they should be listening to and watching and enjoying while they are stuck at home for the foreseeable future?
2: Well, i tell you, unlike some people around here, i had done my homework. i would watched all my films. And I had time to watch some other stuff. So, let's see. First of all, Altered Carbon Season 2 rolled around. If you like Season 1, you're going to like Season 2. It's maybe not as mind-bending as Season 1 because you kind of have your, your head wrapped around the idea that our consciousness is in a stack. And the, the bodies we use are sleeves. You just plug the stack in to uh, whatever body you want you're going to be in and that's that's the sleeve there's much gunfighting and super sci-fi cool shit going on if you didn't like season one well then you're not going to like season two sadly season two has zero i'm talking zero naked sword fights but other than that pretty darn good (laughs) damn it
0: the one thing i wanted
2: yeah if that's what you wanted just go rewatch season one
0: uh but then there's
2: also um, an animated uh standalone, you know, full length film. Altered carbon resleeved and it's animated by some rather talented uh Japanese animation folks, uh that brought you Ghost in the Shell, among other things. But it was decidedly uneven. I don't know if I'd recommend it. It was okay. But the animation style was it kind of kind of switched and not not for any rhyme or reason. It was almost like you had three different studios that they all submitted their work, and no one no one like ever coordinated on what everything was supposed to look like. So that's a little disconcerting from time to time. It's almost like we're watching something on Netflix, and all of a sudden the resolution changes. Like, oh, whoa! Now we're watching it at three hundred DPI instead of seventy two DPI. It was weird. Um,
3: but yeah, yeah,
2: it was all right. I watched season two and. This takes place between Season 1 and Season 2. I think you can skip it, and, and you're not going to miss anything at all. Uh, another Season 2 thing I watch: F1, Drive to Survive. This is my one reality TV thing I guess I like. Just hyper-expensive cars, hyper-expensive people, hyper-hyper-drama. Even if you don't like race cars, and I don't like Formula 1, it's the most boring racing in the world, it's pretty fun to watch these guys and the jockeying and the moves and the fuck-ups that go on. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. What else? Podcasts. The BBC has done The Curious Case of Charles Dexter Ward, and they followed it up with Whisper in the Darkness. If you like Lovecraftian things, and I know you do because you're listening to this show, you ought to listen to these. Each uh, season is around uh, 8, 10 episodes long absolutely top-notch done uh season one is great up until the last moment i just finished season two tonight it is also great right up until the very end very very cool stuff so curious case of charles dexter ward followed by whisper in the darkness those stories go together so you got to listen to them in order and the way they left it i'm imagining they're going to do season three
0: very cool. Isn't there, a, isn't there a name for the series, though, outside of just the show or uh, the, the name of the story, or am I thinking of something else?
2: I think it's called The Whisperer in the Darkness. It's, it is. Okay. The overall thing.
0: Yeah, I thought there was something that was like Lovecraft Files or something, but maybe I'm thinking of a completely different podcast.
2: Mm, not that I know of. It's done in the style that there's you're listening to a podcast. It's a podcast. But that's a fake podcast that's, you know, part of the story that's being told. Maybe that's what you're thinking about. And then I saw a film which, uh, I don't know, it, it was in and out of the theaters super fast, but it was really fun. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Del Toro's involved in this, so you know it's going to be good. And it is absolutely T 13 teeny bopper level uh, horror, but lots of jump scares. Some wonderful creativity. Uh, it's, you know, the classic The the misfit kids And they find the book And oh god, don't read the book And ah, shit And uh, it's great You should watch it Scary stories to tell in the dark And okay. finally Doom Eternal came out today Which I would be playing Except I'm doing a podcast But from what I've seen Looks pretty cool
0: Oh, did you buy it? My
2: kid's enjoying it Yeah, I bought it
0: I wish I'd known it's, that yeah, Because my daughter actually went And picked up uh and the new Animal Crossing today. So had I known, I could have told her, hey, get Doom Eternal for me while you're out. But, uh, damn it. Oh, well.
2: Yeah. Uh Yeah, I, I played just just a little bit, and uh it appears to be quite a bit harder than uh, so the like, last Doom, but maybe like I, it, just because I was just
0: sucking at it. So just the, the start tutorial, like just the tips?
2: Yeah, Doom Eternal, the way they teach you how to do things is instead of going through a tutorial at the beginning, you'll you'll start playing a level and then you'll be introduced to a new thing and to assure that you know how to do the thing, like to, to confirm, yes, I know how to climb up a wall, it'll be like, okay. Then push the button for climb up the wall, asshole. And if you do, then you move on.
0: Yeah, that's never the hard part. The hard part is like, can you triple rocket jump? Yeah. <laughs> triple rocket this jump. It does have Fuck a double you.
2: jump in it, which I'm <laughs> fundamentally opposed to. And the whole climbing d- dynamic is, is counterintuitive. It's like you can climb up a wall, but then you can also, when you're hanging on the wall, somehow turn and look around and then jump in a direction. So I'm sure all the parkour elements of this are just going to be super frustrating to me. Oh, dude. I hope they're not a lot.
0: The most frustrating thing for me of Borderlands 3 has been the, uh, the radio segments where you have to jump up like on top oh, of yeah. a building. To to shut off the COV radio and replace it with Claptraps Adventures. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I have fallen off of shit into oblivion so many times trying to solve those levels. Oh, so annoying.
2: Yeah, and the payoff isn't really that good
0: anyway. No, it's not. It's but, like, yeah, you jump up 15 to the 16 pistol. things
2: and you fall off. <laughs>
0: right. And when you do it, here's a pistol from five <laughs> levels ago. Yay.
2: Yay! Oh, I will sell this for two hundred and twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That was great. Thanks, guys. Jesus,
2: yeah. I'm 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 an old guy. I need less parkour in my life, even virtual parkour in video games.
0: Yeah. All right. Can you stop talking and let me talk about some triage now, please?
2: Oh, I, yeah. I thought you had no triage. Yeah, Go I got ahead, some, talk. but I just
0: Jesus Christ! I didn't monopolize the whole show. I'm mean,
2: No, oh, I'm sorry. Did, was, did it sound like maybe someone talking about going to a haunt?
0: Yeah, it was a lot like that. Anyway, okay. dude, so on Amazon Prime right now, have you heard about this movie, Guns Akimbo? Yes. So. This, That's out? Yeah, it's out. It's on Amazon Prime. You can pay eight bucks and watch it on your own couch. And uh, here's the story Daniel Radcliffe plays like just kind of a schlub who works for a video game company, and he's hating his life, and so to sort of his. <laughs> juices flowing he is a troll at night on different youtube channels and whatnot and uh there is this website called schism where they basically uh set it up so that people have to fight to the death and so he decides to go on the schism youtube channel and basically start insulting the viewers of the show so then schism gets wind of this and comes to his apartment, breaks in, and knocks his ass out. And when he wakes up, he has guns bolted to his hands. And the current champion is coming to kill him. So he has off, to figure out very fast how to survive in the world of having somebody chase you with a bunch of guns. It's not the most brilliant writing, but it's big dumb fun. There's lots of gun fighting. The soundtrack is totally fun. Uh, lots of action and weird camera angles where th- things spin through the air. A lot of it is very much, uh, informed by video games and by YouTube videos. And I had a really good time. I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. So, guns akimbo if you want something fun. Anyway, uh, the other thing, Mark maron has a new, uh, Netflix special out. And it was way funnier yeah. than I thought it would be. I really liked it. So, uh, if you've got an hour to burn while you're sitting at home, uh, you could do worse than watching the new Mark Maron special. That was kind of fun. All right, cool. And that's yeah, all I've got, Yeah, people might want to
2: laugh. You never know.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a good time to laugh. It's funny because he does have this extended riff about how the world's going to go to shit soon. And it, it seems oddly prophetic, you know, that two weeks <laughs> later or whatever, we're in the, the midst of this coronavirus crisis. So it was sort of interesting in that way but uh be you know above and beyond that it, it is an entertaining bit of comedy right on and that's all i've got okay
2: well maybe we should play a tune and then get
0: out of here this
2: bad sounding podcast with <laughs> great sounding music i assume yeah
0: uh so okay well uh thank yous once again thanks to sorsha for joining us on the show and for sharing their awesome new music with us once again you can find that at sorsha.bandcamp.com you know a lot of the bands that we feature here on the bone bat show uh do have band camp sites and uh supporting them right now when they can't go out and tour is a really kind thing to do i think so uh you know give some of your favorite musicians a little love Uh, And once again, sorry to uh, all our supporters for the Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. We're going to do our best to do right by you. You know that. So uh, stay tuned and we will let you know as soon as there is something to know. Word. All right, uh, our usual bullshit. You can find the show at BoneBat.com. If you ever want to call in, our number is 425-296-6557. You can also reach us at steve at bonehand.com bonehand.com is also the home of the heavy half hour and there is going to be a new one in the next yes. week so uh we're going to help you get through this quarantine nonsense with some ear crushing metal
2: yeah so my stuff such as it is mightywombat.com. cartoons not feeling very funny lately but i shall try weird drawings also i'm over there on facebook find me there. I'm trying to put stuff on the Facebook page and entertain people. I'm trying to do my part to entertain you through this shitty-ass time.
0: Yeah, and when stuff is free, keep an eye there, too, because we're post- posting deals and discounts and stuff to watch, stuff to listen to all the time. For instance, Jonathan Jantz is giving away two of his early novels for free on Amazon Kindle right now. So I just read one. It was great. Which I read one, the one read? about the theater. Oh, nice. So, yeah. That's the first story he ever wrote? Yeah. Swing over there and pick it up. Jonathan Jance, you are an awesome dude. And uh, thank you so much for the free books, man. Thanks. Uh, our last tune tonight from Show. Why don't we listen to their album, Closer, Gord? This is called Repression. I hope you dig it. Once again, this is Steve. This is Gord. Stay safe, be well, wash your hands, and have a good one.
2: I do have a good one. <laughs>